everyone. This is your host Mahnoor, and I welcome you all back to another episode of Barefeet, a podcast series brought to you by Being Women, powered by the Northumbria Healthcare NHS Foundation Trust. Today on my episode, I have an amazing guest that I was so eagerly waiting to interview and know what inspired him to do what he does. He is the Great Walt. Yes, the mind or should I say the boss behind the Boss Locks podcast where you will see him speaking to black leaders with natural hair from all walks of life who are redefining professionalism. Walt is a young creative whose curiosity and insecurities led him to start his podcast. He has also been actively promoting awareness regarding discrimination on hair. Hi Walt, we are so glad you could make time for us. How are you doing? I'm doing really great. I'm actually like, you know, people say like, <laughs> I'm glad to be here, but I'm really excited for this. I mean, I really love your show and just honored I get to contribute to it. So thank you. Well, I am equally as delighted. So to start off the conversation, I would first want to know what was the inspiration behind the Boss Logs podcast? My team and I have listened to the episodes and we have absolutely loved it. Oh man, thank you. Thank you. It's really funny because I honestly didn't even want to do any of this. Like this was really all just came from me trying to figure out how to get a job. You know, I was getting ready to graduate college, had my locks all my life. I always got compliments on them. But as I was getting ready to graduate, people were like, all right, now it's time to cut them. You know, if you really want to get ahead in the workforce, even get a job, you have to cut them. And I was like, that's not happening. But at the same time, I was like, I do know that um, companies are legally allowed to not hire someone based on their hair. So I was just like, all right, so I'm not going to cut my hair, uh, but also don't really know how to navigate all of this stuff, this mess, this unnecessary uh, mess. So I just started reaching out to people, asking questions, and these questions really led to people encouraging me to start recording them and sharing them. So um, <laughs> it took a while, but I eventually was like, all right, fine, I'll record them. And that's how Boss Locks was created, um, me just searching for Black CEOs and leaders with natural hair just to learn how they did it. Well, that is amazing. So how do you believe that the incidents you have faced have shaped you and who you are today? That's a, another good question. I think that, to be honest with you, I'm still discovering those. I know, um, so like now I'm at this place where I can say, you know, it was a lot of insecurities that led me to starting this. But I think that experiences that I've had throughout my life. It really, um, well, actually, I'm sorry, let me ask you this. Um, ha have you heard of the, you know, the, the American dream? Have you heard that phrase used? Yes, I have. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like, um, the whole idea is that everyone has the opportunity for upward mobility. And I think that it is true. Cause like you, you see Beyonce out here, global superstar and everything, but for many black people, it's just not very realistic. Um, there are a lot of laws and just prejudice practices that keep people back. So I think throughout things that I've experienced are kind of these subtle microaggressions where it's it's not necessarily outward, like, yeah, you're not allowed, but just creating environments where you don't feel comfortable, you're not welcomed, or it's specifically just not chosen for certain opportunities. Um, I've been blessed to have found opportunities where I can exist being myself, but I've definitely been passed up. Um, like I, I've had phone interviews where, you know, they loved me and then they beat me. And then afterwards it was like, yeah, I just didn't feel like I met the same person. Or I definitely have had moments where um, 
um, a job had lost points when the corporate inspector came and is due to grooming and everything. And I was the only person with long hair, locks, everything like that. So um, I, I've definitely seen and I've heard also, I think, heard of all these different stories um, that I've kind of captured and decided to share on the podcast because um, I, I kind of look at it as like the, the jig is up, you know, like I think for a long time we had to believe that we have to uh, conform to how other people want to accept us. And now I've realized that, hey, we, we don't need other people for upward mobility. We really can come together and grow amongst ourselves. I think that we really are all that we need. So I think everything that I've learned and experienced has taught me that, um, like that, that I am enough. And I think across the board that we are enough to get to kind of where we want to be. Well, that is literally so inspiring. And I know you have come such a long way. And I am sure just like any other young individual, you must have gone through the phase where, you know, a person becomes insecure and starts to doubt themselves. They start to look at their own self in a very, very negative way. So Mm -hmm. what and how was that part of life for you? And what would you like to advise to your younger self if you had the chance? And how did you cope up with those negative thoughts back then and even now? Yeah, I think even now is like the biggest part because I think that oftentimes we think like, oh, that was me back then. But I don't think we always realize that a lot of these negative thoughts are still with us, maybe just in different forms. Um, There's something called imposter syndrome. And it's basically it's our minds kind of telling us that we're not enough and that some of the things we've achieved and our accomplishments really aren't like accurate. Like you could have helped a company make a thousand dollars or like $10,000 or something like that. But you believe like, Oh, it wasn't really me. Someone else could have gotten more money, all these things. So, um, this is something that I'm kind of learning real time, to be honest, uh, looking back at my early self, cause, um, this may sound crazy, but I think that when I was younger, like I've always loved myself, but I think that when I was younger, I didn't really care for myself. And I'm still, to be honest, unpacking that and what it means. But, um, if I'm thinking about other people and the things that they've experienced, I know imposter syndrome is something that a lot of black people experience and a lot of people of color experience, but we don't even realize it because we really look to be what we see, um, what we model success after. And unfortunately success for a long time has not been modeled to look like people like us. So um, I think that my, I would say challenge to everyone actually is not to just kind of get over push through it, but really just to look at yourself and really acknowledge that you actually do have value. It might not look the same as others, but um, you, what you are really is special. And I think sometimes the work is just really identifying what it is that, that makes you special. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could just be like your personality is warm and bubbly. People like to speak with you or like for you, um, Lenore, like I think that you create these really welcoming environments and like your communication style is welcoming your outreach. Like I was so excited to come to the show and it's just, I think because of you and you're able to get that through like the emails and everything. So, um, thank yeah, you think, so much for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have to find what makes us special. No, I think it's, it's a very big honor for me to finally be able to talk to you and have this conversation. I'm literally so happy right now. <laughs> me too. Me too. With all that you have faced and gone through in your life, what were the biggest lessons that you have learned so far in your journey? Hmm. I think that another lesson I've learned is just to 
embrace growth in all forms. You know, I think that we um, look to be kind of our, our like 10 year vision, like our goals, like, yeah, I want to be that person now. But I think the journey to get there is um, a little bit longer than we usually anticipate. And but it's okay. I think a lot of the struggles we experience and the embarrassing moments, the awkwardness, the the struggle of not really understanding how to get something done. Um, I think it's all a part of growth. So I think one lesson that I've learned in regards to um, just balancing tasks, growing as a better version of myself or a stronger version of myself is just learning to embrace all that comes with this journey of growth. Um, Cause it is all beautiful. It's kind of like uh, with natural hair uh, with locks, you know, it, you, you see the long locks and everything, but it doesn't start off like this. You know, it starts, um, unlocked and it's called new growth. There's something in the black hair community, we call it new growth. And a lot of times we try to hide it. We think it's embarrassing and everything like that. But really, if you think about it, like this is growth, even though it doesn't look how I want it to look right off the bat, it's necessary. And it just means that I am growing like, okay, yeah, there's new hair coming naturally coming in. So I look at that as a part of life as well. Like that, that new growth um, is something to look forward to and embrace and not hide. Um, I don't think we have to have everything figured out, but we definitely have to be comfortable with just continuing on the journey. So I think that's been uh, one of the biggest lessons I've learned. That is such a beautiful message. Now, since we are talking about insecurities and your journey and, Mm -hmm. you know, your inspiration behind your podcast and everything, would you please like to share an experience where either you have witnessed yourself or maybe someone else being harassed or discriminated on the basis of how they carry their hair? Oh, yeah, man. I could probably go on forever just about um, the stories I've heard. I've definitely had a few experiences where it's kind of almost subtle. Like sometimes you don't always know that it's directly based on your hair, but there definitely are like obvious times. Like I've had um, people kind of recommend that I shouldn't work somewhere because of the hair. It doesn't fit the grooming policy. Grooming is such an interesting thing. They have policies where like if your hair is too long, it's like, oh, that's not professional, not good. Um, But I think even more than that, I'd like to share like just some of the stories I've heard on my podcast. Like I had someone on who, um, um, like this past summer, um, he had just graduated college in the middle of the pandemic. He went through this interview with Enterprise, his car rental company, and um, he was like set for the job. They loved everything about him. And the next day they called him like, yes, you're perfect. But uh, if you want the job, you just have to cut your hair. And he had long locks and he had had them for, I, I want to say like 10 years or so. I think maybe around the same time I started my locks and he was going to cut them, but he eventually was like, you know what? No, I'm not. Because like, how, how would that look to my son growing up? Like, yeah, I had to cut my locks. Sometimes you have to change yourself to make other people feel comfortable. Um, I've had other stories where people um, really had to cut their locks because what people are doing is like making you go through this ultimatum. Like, yes, change everything about yourself to fit what we think is professional or, um, you can't work here type of thing. I think it's, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, um, not only that from a hiring perspective, but even in the job. Um, one thing that's interesting with locks in particular, uh, often people know them as dreadlocks as well, is that a lot of people associate it with like criminal behavior or um, just negative, um, just these these ugly stereotypes. Like I've definitely, I think people are often surprised after working with me 
maybe they may have thought that I was lazy or that I like do drugs or had a criminal past and come through all this. Um, just, just they, they associate with just a lot of um, just, I guess a better way to put it is that oftentimes when people view natural hairstyles, it kind of like takes anything they thought about black people and t- like amplifies it times 10. So any negative thoughts they had about black people, they may have not even thought about. It just becomes that much more stronger based on the hair. And that's some of the things I'm trying to, um, uh, I guess, fight against. Because I'm wanting to provide all these perspectives of all these people who are doing some exceptional things with natural hair. Like, hey, yeah, no, we're not not this. We're some incredible people that bring a lot of value to your organization. And also I'm showing it to people, other black people and people of color, to be honest. Like, I think that we we all have had to gone through some type of conformity to make others feel comfortable. And I mean, it's 2021. Like we shouldn't have to be doing this anymore. Like we, we don't have to survive. It's time to thrive. And so, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So um, unfortunately there's still a lot of moments where someone may have to choose like, you know what? I really do have to cut my hair because I need this job. I need this source of income and it sucks. It's, it's ridiculous, but um, some of my goals is to get to a point where we don't have to do that. We feel comfortable with saying no and that we do have a choice. Well, I seriously have no words after listening to that. <laughs> I know there are many young individuals who are somehow facing the same sort of situations that you have just mentioned. Do you mm-hmm. have any sort of message you would like to convey to them? Any sort of ending note that you would like to give? Yes, actually. Um, I think with discrimination just across the board, sometimes when you experience it, you feel as though you're alone or you may even feel like, all right, you know what? I probably should do this because um, it's just not acceptable. But I think that what I'd like to share with everyone is that you're really not alone. Um, Not only are you not the only one who's experienced this type of discrimination, but um, there are others who have experienced it and have moved through it, have gone through it, and have found either legal ways to fight against it or um, have just decided, you know what, this environment just isn't right for me because someone's really that upset about my hair, they're probably going to find other things to be mad at as well, so I'm going to go. So my, um, what i like to share with everyone is that you really aren't alone and you really do have options. Um, yeah. Well, that is such a beautiful message. Now, thank you so much, Wal, for sparing your time and coming on the podcast. I'm so glad that we have had this conversation. And the final message is actually from my team's side. We love you. You are an inspiration, (laughs) truly. Man, thank you. Thank you to you and your team. I'm really excited to meet you when all this COVID stuff is over. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for yes. inviting me here. I, I love that, man. You guys are like, it's still early in the day, my time. I'm, I'm going to have an exceptional day. I love this. <laughs> well, thank you so much to everyone else who, who was listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next month. Till then, don't forget to be kind and don't forget to smile.